Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful time we have in fellowship with you. You hold us fast. You hold us fast. Oh, the love of God revealed to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have nothing else to say, but thank you, Lord. We thank you for saving us, how you love us so. And we thank you for this time now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Would you say again thank you to Steve and to Lori for their service to this church. <clears throat> so, unless you've done the work that they do, unless you understand what uh, their work is about, the detail, the work, the planning, never stops. And we thank God for them and their wonderful children. Uh, I also want to say thank you to Steve and Lori. They are a blessing to our whole church. And it's been an honor in my 10 years to witness all of their work. They have faithfully shared and ministered and sacrificed of themselves beyond what you will know for the Lord and for this church. 20 years is a long time. I remind all of you today that you're older today than you've ever been. Did you know that? And they desire from this church and they want to serve you as servants, but they deserve from this church honor, respect, and love for their service. So please, as you can, say a word to them. A word of encouragement goes a long way. Well, if you're a guest with us, I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you here today. I, I, with some sadness in my heart, I leave what we've talked about since January, uh, about the finished work of Christ. It is, it is finished. But we must move on to some other things. So I begin now to share with you, and uh, we'll spend the next, Lord willing, we'll spend the next few months together speaking about, uh, from the Gospel of John, about truths that last. I come with a, my heart is full on this subject. I have spent a lot of time and I'm convinced this is what the Lord would have me say to this church. And so I'll put every bit of my effort into it. Um, and I hope that you'll be here to hear it because if you're a part of this church and I'm your pastor, this is for you. Uh, this is what I believe God would have me say to you in the season in which we live and do our work together in this world. I would ask you to, uh, I, know, I know many of you and I love your faithfulness to reading God's Word. I'm so glad that's a part of what joys me. Uh, being here is your faithfulness to read the Word of God. I, but I would ask you in the days ahead to join me in reading the Gospel of John through each week. It will help you as we look at these various things together. Twenty-five times in the Gospel of John... The Lord Jesus said, truly, truly, or amen, amen, 25 times. These statements of truths that last, amen, amen, spoken by the Lord are only recorded in this way in John's gospel. It becomes very important for all the believers in this room. So we'll spend some time each week talking about and 
My job is as the preacher to bring back and confront this generation. Boys and girls who are here, for the first time, some of the boys and girls will hear all of these truly, truly statements. And they need them so that they'll understand how to live life in a world of lies, deception, falsehood. There's not a one of us in this room that doesn't have any opinions about how we've all felt in the last year being lied to or deceived in some form or fashion. Well, welcome to the world is full of liars and lies. You're surprised by that? It took a pandemic for you to wake up and figure out that the world's full of lies and liars? Well, it was good for us to go through it, so now we need to understand where truth comes from, and it comes from only the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to spend a lot of time listening to the words, the glorious, powerful words of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us truths that last. And the boys and girls who hear them need it, and the oldest person who's in this room needs it, and everybody in between. You see, to say truly, truly is to say certainly, certainly, or assuredly, assuredly, that this is of great importance. We live in a world of words. Oh, the talking. Oh, the noise. Oh, the words on your texts. Oh, the words on your phone, on your email. Oh, the words on the printed papers that you must deal with. Oh, the words out of our own mouths. Oh, the words out of our friends' mouths. Filled with words. Assurances from politicians, you can certainly guarantee if their mouth's moving, they're lying. I know some of you are going to get mad at me, but that's all right. I just wonder today, I'm asking you young people, whose words do you trust? That's right. What have you based your life and your death on? Whose words do you trust? That becomes a really important subject. Oh, we quote everybody. But do you ever quote the words of the Lord Jesus? That's what I'm going to bring back to us. In these times of confusion, lies, and deception. It's time for us to have a truth encounter with the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose words, His truths, last. So you've had time to find yourself a place in John's Gospel. We'll be in John chapter 1 primarily today. Um, I'm introducing all of these things today, so I'll, I'll have a number of things to say. I'm not trying to waste your time, but everyone, everything I say today, I'm trying to be very deliberate. And I'm trying to be intentional about what I say, because I believe these times demand that the church, again, pay attention to what the Lord Jesus says, not everybody else, including your favorite preachers. This is what the church needs. This is what brings certainty, security, and power to live. The words of the Lord Jesus Christ, truths that last. 
So John chapter 1 is where we'll read. If you'll stand with me now and honor the reading of the Word of God. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to read just verses 14 through 18. Our focus today will be primarily on verses 17 and 18. John chapter 1, 14. And the Word became flesh. The Word. Who is the Word? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called the Word of God. We'll say more about that in a moment. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was, That is John writing these words. John the Apostle, he was a witness. He walked with Jesus Christ. And we saw His glory. We saw the glory of Jesus Christ. Glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John, now he's speaking of John the Baptist. John testified about Him, that is Jesus Christ. And cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. Now our focus for today, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized or have come through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, He has explained Him. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of Your Word. And may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Have you? I ask you already, whose words do you trust? We find that even in the best of people, they sadly fail us and their words aren't always true. We certainly know that this world is filled with misinformation. If you believe everything on the internet, somebody needs to train you. If you believe every business deal is completely true, somebody has fooled you. Deceit and the lies are all around us because you see in the dark world of the evil one, the world is full of lies. It's based on lies because of the father of lies, Satan himself. So when we get saved, we have a truth encounter with Jesus Christ. And we're delivered from a world of lies. You see, the world's living in falsehood. They fooled themselves. They fooled themselves in all kinds of ways convincing themselves of perversion in, in human sexuality, convincing themselves of, in their own arrogance that there's no God and that there's no reason to worry about heaven. A world of lies and, and myths and fantasy. And that's why we need the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in my Bible, in many of your Bibles. These words, these precious words, oh, all of God's word, every word, every syllable, all of it is inspired and inerrant. But these words, I find them in my gospel uh, writing, in my Bible, they're all in red letters. They become very important. They are truths that last. So I'm going to bring us back to the truth of what the Lord Jesus is saying to our generation from the youngest of us to the oldest. Have you considered the importance of the words of Jesus Christ? We talk much as we read the Gospels, and we should, about the work of Jesus Christ. But I'm talking to you about what He said. 
His eternal words. You see, the focus today is this. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who has come to this world, listen to me, don't be distracted, explains the eternal truths of the unseen God. I'll say it again. Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came to this world, fully God, fully man, has explained in the Word of God recorded for us the eternal truths regarding the unseen God. If you want to know about God, you listen to what Jesus Christ says. If you want to know what it means to have a relationship with God, you listen to what Jesus Christ says, not to your favorite friend, not to your favorite religious leader. What does Jesus say? What does He say about slavery to sin? What does He say about being free in Christ? What does He say about a spiritual life and a walk with God? Well, all of these things are at the foundation of being saved. Last week we talked in our, in our time about resurrection that John and Peter ran to the tomb. There they walked in. They saw all the linen, all the burial cloths folded and laid up. Oh, the Lord was so meticulous and beautiful. What a beautiful picture. Not just thrown around, folded neatly laying there. They went in, they saw the empty tomb, and they believed. They saw and believed. Thomas, he missed the first time with the Lord. He was there the second time and he said, I won't believe unless I touch him and see him. And he did. And then he said, my Lord and my God, he saw the Lord Jesus. He touched him and he believed. They saw and believed. And all the disciples rejoiced and were glad they saw the Lord Jesus alive so that they could testify for us. But we, we've never seen him alive and yet we believe. You know why? Listen, this is important. Faith comes by hearing for us. And hearing from the Word of God, founded, grounded upon the words of Jesus Christ, the truths that last. That's how you got saved. Somebody quoted to you, perhaps, for God so loved the world. By the way, did you know the Lord Jesus said those words? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. When was the last time you seriously paused to consider the words of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm asking the men and women in here, the young people in here, all of you. You've been listening to everybody else's words did you know that Jesus Christ's words are the same for every generation? You young adults in here, you young people, these are for you. They will help you all the days of your life. Listen to an old man. You old people in here, they will help you the rest of the days you have. These words are the words of life. Do you live today in assurance of Jesus Christ's words? To be true, do you live? Are you confident that they are true? You see, our mission statement says we will follow Jesus, love one, love one another, and tell the world about Jesus. Well, you see, following Jesus requires that you hear God's Word, that you believe these words from the Lord Jesus and the Gospel, and that you obey them. 
That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I take these words seriously. I live by them. I change my behavior. I adjust my values. I decide where I will, who I will associate with and who I will not. I decide what is truth and what is a lie based on the words of Jesus Christ, the truths that last. And there's never going to be a time in your life where you will not need to depend completely on these precious truths that last. So we see here John telling us something very important, very special in 17. We have three observations in 17 and 18. Number one, the fullness of God's grace is realized through Jesus Christ. Number two, the completeness of God's truth is realized, has come to be through Jesus Christ. And finally, what I'll say for just a moment to you is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has explained the unseen God. Only one has come from God, who is God, who tells us about God? And that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. We'll learn a lot of things in the days ahead about the precious, glorious, mysterious relationship of our God who is Father, Son, Spirit. One God, Father, Son, Spirit. We'll see the mystery of how the Lord Jesus spoke about this intimate, tender eternal relationship within the Godhead. We don't understand it. All this preacher won't be able to explain it. It is the mystery and glory of our faith. We, we have one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. This relationship that exists between the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father is important to you because you've never seen God. But the one who comes from the Father has explained Him to us. And that's what we need in a world of confusion, lies, and silliness. This will bring sanity back to your life. It will be a truth encounter for some of your own opinions. Bring your opinions, bring your words, bring your experts, and stand them before the Word of God. It humors me. I laugh every time I read it. What an arrogant man. Paul standing there before the Word of God, the Son of God, the one who gave all of the great truths, the truths that last. And he says, what is truth? What kind of silly arrogance is that? That's the way the world lives. And perhaps some of you, you're living a lie. You've been fooled. The devil's got you right where he wants you. You have no desire to walk with God. You're just happy to have all your stuff and do what you want. So we need in these days in which we live a reminder of the truths that last. Well, I won't spend much time on first, the first point because I've spent months talking about the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. What does the cross of Jesus Christ say to us? It says grace. It says grace. John says in verse 17, the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth are given through Jesus Christ. First, grace. He gives us grace. The gospel is the grace of God shown to us who are sinners so that we might be saved and believed. It is 
the death of the Lord Jesus Christ according to the scriptures. He died. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and appeared to many and blessed God. He ascended to heaven and is coming again. Oh, how the life of the Lord Jesus and the promise of the gospel says grace. We beheld, verse 14, His glory Glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. And in verse number 16, from His fullness we have all received in this room. You received the grace of God and His patience with you before you were saved. And now that you're saved, those of you who are born again, you receive every day grace on grace, grace on grace. Aren't you glad? Grace on grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the fullness of God's grace and Jesus Christ is full of grace for sinners. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these gospels, which are so precious for us, describe for us events over and over how the Lord Jesus demonstrated God's grace to sinners who did not deserve it. The fullness of God's grace is realized through Jesus Christ. But I move on to the second word in verse 17. The law was given through Moses, grace and truth. This is where we're going to be spending our time. On God's truth, truths that last, given to us from the Lord Jesus Christ. The completeness of God's truth is realized through Jesus Christ. Truth has come through Jesus Christ. Listen, when you read the Gospels, you read these eyewitnesses writing about the life of truth. The Lord Jesus said it of Himself later in this gospel, John 14. It's a famous verse. Many of you in this room have memorized it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Are you ready for these hard words? No one comes to the Father but by me. That'll make you unpopular with your friends in the world. That'll make you unpopular among the other religions of the world. But there's only one way of salvation. Only, un, there's only one name under heaven by which we must be saved. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say it even if we die for saying it. And that day may come in America. He lived a life of truth. Everything about his life was truth. His perfect righteousness. His perfect fulfillment of the law. He suffered in all points like us yet without sin. This is the one who gave you a righteousness you could never earn. Because you believed in him by faith. The life of truth came from Jesus Christ. And the words, the words... They are words like no other. They are eternal words. They are truths that last. The words of truth that came from the Lord Jesus Christ were God's very truth. He's called the Word. This Greek word for in verse number one, in the beginning was the Word. It's talking about the eternal nature of Jesus Christ. He was always God. He is the Word. It is a word that describes thoughts that lead to expression in words. Thoughts lead to expression in words. As I'm speaking to you, my mind is working so that I can speak to you. 
rationally and clearly. He is the one who is the very thought and word of God. The Son of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God was the Word. The Word became flesh in verse 14. And we saw His glory, and John goes on to describe how they heard these wonderful words. Jesus Christ spoke the truth of God in a world of lies and rejection. Look, I want you to see the contrast here, how sad this is. But this is a summary of what you're now going to walk with me through in the Gospel of John. John chapter 1, verse number 10, speaking about the Lord Jesus. He was in the world. Follow along with me. Verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him. And what a sad statement. And the world did not know Him, did not know Jesus Christ. A sadder statement. He came to His own. Not only was He in the world where Gentiles could see Him and experience and see the power of God at work in His life, demonstrating that He was the Son of God, and words like they'd never heard, words of authority, words that change you. You can't shake them. But He came to His own Jewish lineage. And those who were His own lineage did not receive Him. But... As many as receive Him to them, He gave the right to become children of God. You see, I ask you this. Do you live today having received and accepted and believed the words of Jesus Christ? Or have you rejected them? If you have rejected them, you live in the world of deceit and lies. And you must be delivered from your deceit or lies or you spend forever in hell. That's what lying from the devil will get you. The hell of the devil. That's coming. You see, the world... I'm going to pause here and I'm going to be just a few minutes over. Please, you have to stay with me today. This is very important to me. And it's very important for you. I won't waste your time. I promise you I'll never waste your time. I don't need to stand up here just to hear myself talk. But I believe we live in such urgent times. These these words are extremely important. The completeness of God's truth is realized through Jesus Christ. And He spoke these words in a world filled with and bound up in lies and those who reject the truth. You see, the world today is just like the world in the day of the Lord Jesus and like the world has been in all these generations that the church has been preaching the gospel now for over 2,000 years. Listen, the world cannot, cannot tolerate the truth of Jesus Christ's words. They hate His words. They hate Jesus Christ and they hate what He says. Don't be fooled. Living in Dixon. You can try it out. As we go along, I'll give you some things you can take to them. And just share it with somebody that's lost in their sin and see what kind of response you get. The world suppresses the truth and unrighteousness. And Paul says this in Romans chapter 1. 
verse number 18, we won't turn there, but it simply says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men, and it includes women, of humans, listen, who suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. In other words, they love their sin and they hate anybody standing up and telling them about the truth. You shouldn't live like that. You shouldn't live in your godless, wicked, sexual perversion. You shouldn't live your life obsessing over having somebody else's things or, or husband or wife. You shouldn't live those ways. The world cannot stand the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the world suppresses the truth. And the longer you live in the world, you, the more you hear the philosophies and opinions and ideas that are called truths that attack the truths of Jesus Christ. The world rejects the words of Jesus Christ as authoritative, but not a follower of Jesus Christ. The world rejects that Jesus is the Son of God, speaking eternal truths. But you see, Jesus Christ spoke these words, these truths that last, and they're for generation to generation. These truths spoken by the Lord are unchanging truths. These, these words that the Lord Jesus spoke, His words, they are life-giving truths. They are spiritual truths. So thirdly, Jesus, the Son of God, has explained the unseen God. No one in this room seen God at any time. No one's ever seen God. The unseen God, the living God. But the one who's, who is God, who has now been begotten, who has come, the unique one. This unique one coming from God to this world. Son of God. He declares for us and explains Him. This word that's used in John 1.18, that He has explained Him, is the same word used for describing what teachers of the Bible and preachers of the Bible do. We explain the words. It's the word to exegete. It is to explain, to take apart, to show you the words and what they really mean. And I'm asking you today, whose truth are you living by? Can you count on the fact that it's really true? Have you relied upon the words of the one who is God himself, who has come, the only begotten God in the bosom of the Father? What's oh, that language? It is this tender, precious relationship within God. This is, the, this is the mystery of the Son of God speaking as the Word of God to the world. You see, there was never a time when the Son of God was not the Son. He is the only begotten, but He's in the bosom of the Father. This magnificent relationship within the Godhead. We have now been privileged to be told and given words from God who has never been seen by God in flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a glorious mystery. And do you not have time for that? You've got a lot to do, right? Yes, and every day, every day, including today, we're one step closer to our death or to the coming of the Lord. 
Jesus Christ coming from God, He explains, He declares, He unfolds, He reveals who God is. He explains what God is doing. He explains how God works. He explains what God will do now and in the future. The Lord Jesus, as the Word of God, speaks of these truths that last, that are eternal words. They're heavenly words. They're God's words. They're spiritual words. Listen to these astounding statements. John 6, 63. It is the Spirit. These are all the words of the Lord Jesus. I'm talking about His words. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh provides no benefit. The words that I have spoken are spirit and life. Do you want to be set free? Do you want to understand the spiritual world? Then you listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are truths that last. John 8, 38, I speak of the things... Oh, listen to this, my dear brothers and sisters. This is for you in this world of godlessness and confusion and mistrust and lies. John 8, 38, I speak of the things which I have seen with my Father. The glorious things. The only begotten Son of God has come to this world and declared to us what is unknown, which is eternal, which is in the, which is in the glorious nature of God. It's spiritual. And if you're not spiritual this morning, you're bored to death right now. That shows the condition of your heart. You see, only those who are saved understand spiritual words with spiritual things. Those who are unsaved don't care about this. They just think this is like a waste of time. What are we doing here? Isn't it time to go to lunch, go down to Shoney's? I mean, well, let's get out of here. The Lord says to His disciples, and we'll see many other Examples of this in the days ahead. John 14, 24. The one who does not... Are you listening to the word here of the Lord Jesus? The Lord doesn't waste a lot of time. He makes it very clear. Hear the word of the Lord Jesus. John 14, 24. The one who does not love me does not follow my words. I don't know how I can get any clearer than that. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So we turn at the end of this chapter. After two confessions, well actually three. Because we see that John says, we beheld His glory, verse 14. Glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He's saying, in essence, He is the Son of God. Then we find John the... John the Baptist saying in verse 34, I'm, I'm reading in John chapter 1, 34, I myself have seen and have testified that this, that is Jesus Christ, is the Son of God. And then the Lord Jesus is recorded in calling His first disciples, beginning in verse number 35 through verse, verse 51. And as He goes and calls these disciples in their various ways, He speaks with them. But then He comes to Nathanael in verse 48. How do you know me, Nathanael says... Jesus answered and said, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. In other words, I already know all about you, Nathaniel. And Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. 
You are the king of Israel. And then we have our first truly, truly. Verse 51. Here's what the Lord said. Amen, amen. Which by the way, saying amen is at the end, but the Lord Jesus says it before He says what He says. That gives it double importance. Here's the amen. Amen. Are you listening? He said it to this group of new followers of Jesus. I say to you, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. They were to see and they recorded for us so many things about the glorious, miraculous power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came They saw the heavens opened and the angels of God ministering to the Lord Jesus as the blessed Son of God through His ministry from beginning of birth all the way to the end. And they saw miracle after miracle and the power of God come. That's the first truly, truly, you will see it, you men who are walking with me. And they did. And it changed them forever. You see, the Lord Jesus speaks to us truths that last, my dear friends. You can count. You can count on what the Lord Jesus says to be true. It's grounded upon His own miraculous life and work as God in the flesh and also upon His death on the cross, settling these truths at last. So what do we need to remember today as we go? I have several. I must say these to you. Please let me say this and stay with me. This is important. I would say to you, first of all, to all of you here, some of you are not, you're not saved this morning. You're a religious person, but you're not saved. You see, the grace of God waits for you to repent of your sins, to step out of your selfishness, and your ungodliness, and step back and confess it and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the grace that saves sinners like me. And it is the same grace that sustains those saints who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. For of Him, of Him we have received grace upon grace, and grace has come through Jesus Christ. That's why we share graciously in a world of hatred. We don't get like the world. Somebody was talking the other day, well, I'm just going to go out there and just knock them down for Jesus. No. What are you talking about? Knock them down for Jesus? In the name of Jesus, I'm going to punch you in the face. No. 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 Those who have been saved by grace are gracious people. If you're not gracious and you've gotten ugly as a Christian, you need to figure out why you're so mad and you need to repent of your sin and become gracious again. The world needs to see the salt and light of gracious followers of Jesus who tell the truth and take the consequences. Are you ready to do that? Some of you younger ones, you may. Jesus Christ speaks God's truth in a world of lies and falsehood. It's always been this way. It's not a news 
flesh, that the world is filled with lies and falsehood. It's always been this way. Lying started at the Garden of Eden. Lying started at the Garden of Eden. Are you listening to the preacher? When the devil said, well, God didn't really mean that. And people have bought that lie and exchanged the truth for a lie, as Paul says, over and over for generations and said, God didn't really mean that about the way I live with my husband or wife. God didn't really mean that about what I do with my children. God didn't really mean that about my job. God didn't really mean that about my sexuality. To understand the truth about God, we must pay attention to the words of Jesus Christ only. The blessing of these dear apostles in the New Testament is they amplify the, the words of the Lord Jesus over and over again. That's the beauty of what they did. The Holy Spirit taught them and brought to their mind, which was so important, all of His words for us, and they recorded them. John says there's more that they did not record, but we have what is essential for our salvation and for us to know God. They are the truths that last. Thank God for the apostles. How could we be saved without their ministry? Jesus Christ's words are words of authority. Oh, what happened the first time he started preaching and speaking around? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This fellow, there's power in what he says. He doesn't sound like one of these old, tired, boring rabbis. There's power in his words. Yes. And there still is. You better be careful when you start reading the Word of God. Especially the words of Jesus. You can't shake it. You can't explain it away. You can't dismiss it. It'll get inside your brain. I dare you. I dare you to pick up the Word of God and start reading the words of Jesus Christ. And see what it does to you. These words have authority. They're above all other words. And the words of the Lord Jesus Christ will never be old and they will never change. We don't modify the Lord's words to our culture. You see, the church always wants the world to like them. The world hates the church because the world hates the Lord Jesus. How silly for a church to want to be loved by the world. It's silliness. It's foolishness. It's a waste of time. The Lord said to His disciples, and He says it to us, if they hated me, they will hate you. The words of the Lord have power to change those who will hear and believe. And the words of, those, of, the, words of the Lord Jesus for those who will not believe, listen, will condemn them. When they stand at the judgment seat of God. Because they refuse to believe. Oh, this is it. Your life is determined. You see, the Son of God was face to face with the Father in beautiful beauty. One God, Father, Son, and Spirit in a majestic, spiritual, mysterious way we cannot fathom on this side of eternity. But He came from eternity from God to be face to face with us and to share with us what I'll be talking about over the next few weeks, truths that last. 
So what must we do today? What is our daily use for all of this? Well, hear and believe the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're words of eternal life. Think deeply on the words of Jesus Christ. They are truths that last. And pray to God that He would guide you in understanding deeper the words of Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, He has explained Him. The old hymn says, when Jesus speaks, when Jesus speaks, so faithful He will ever be, that I will rejoice to hear His sweet voice when Jesus speaks to me. My dear friend, in your loneliness and despair today, some of you listening to me in your dark despair, I know you write me, you talk to me about it, in your despair, open the Word of God and let the words of the Lord Jesus speak to you. You will find in them eternal life and joy and power and they will encourage you to step aside from your sinful wickedness and follow Jesus Christ and confess Him all the days of your life. To God be the glory.